Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where the Orchard of Wisdom shows are at your fingertips. It ignites your soul, your heart, your spirit, your mind, and your body with illumination from people who have made the journey before you. They're here now to help you on your journey, on your path of self-discovery. We are funded by you, the audience, and the people we interview. If you wish to support us, please go to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com and press on our Fund Action button. Anything is appreciated. We would like you to sit back and enjoy the shows. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Monty Richards. Richings, is it? Richings? Richings. Richings, there we go. Yep. Now, he's an author and many books that we're going to be talking about today, but we're also going to be talking about choose your beliefs. Are you being governed by your beliefs? Are old beliefs, old patterns, childhood patterns holding on to you? Are they operating your system in your life he says and it's why are we we need to reframe those childhood beliefs and look at as powerful as the beliefs are as we choose in adults he's driven to provide the information the tools to help others um, to grow to the best possible heights in life he's an author an environmentalist an entrepreneur a mystic and he believes that we can only truly know ourselves by getting past ourselves through our relationships with nature and the universe and he has um uh, being a member of the, how do you pronounce that? Rosa Ro- Rosicrucian. Rosicrucian Order for more yeah. than 40 years. And his studies uh, include understanding how life works on a universal level and, and intuitive medicine. As an author, he focuses on whether to be fiction or nonfiction is about mind management, core beliefs and working beyond the mundane world, supporting us to be so much more than just limited beings that we are presented as. Limited beings. Now, you said something before we started there, um, you know, um, who decided who were the supreme creatures in the the world and to which you replied humans because they're the only ones that voted and it really is questionable um, in many of our choices that if we are the supreme beings why do we make the choices we make but an awful lot of that comes from programming past life programming, ancestral programming, life programming, the beliefs that we're brought up with. I mean, you get stuck in a rut of patterns. And instead of questioning those patterns, are they serving me? Are they really what I think? Can I take control over my own thoughts and my own patterns? We get stuck in those old beliefs, don't we? Welcome to the show, Monty. Yeah, Sarah, good morning. Uh, the, the, the biggest challenge I find to the, the thing about being stuck in our beliefs is I, I, I'm the kind of person that I, I observe people, I watch and I can see how they interact. And, I, and lucky me, I can actually watch them on energy level. So, it, so mm. I, can, I can see when there's things going on. And the thing that I really notice about most people is they don't even know they're stuck. Right. Mm. You can't fix something if you don't know it's broken. Right. And, and unfortunately, uh, the society that we live in, as far as we have evolved at this point, is that uh, it, it benefits society. It benefits society for us to stay dumb. <laughs> we covered this on a show yesterday. Um, uh, you know, there, there are a certain uh, members of society that kind of take pride 
in not knowing anything. <laughs> right? Yes. And we, we call them politicians. <laughs> 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 yeah, those that follow them. Um, Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm right with you. Um, and that anybody who actually does have an education or has specialized in something or, or bothered to learn something, you know, they're elitists or, you know, um, and they're not to be believed. And it's, I'm not quite sure where this division came from, but, you know, social media and media and, and shoot stirrers. Uh, are abundant these days and uh, you know people like to pull the strings and manipulate people and their thoughts and how did they do that they press the fear button and once you've Absolutely. got that fear button going now you can control them in any way well you've chosen to be afraid you've chosen to be afraid if take back your own ownership yes now that there's certain things that are you know oh this is fearful action happening out there. What am I going to do about it? Not that I'm afraid and now I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and do anything that these strings tell me to do because I'm too scared to do anything about it. I had a really interesting situation evolve. Uh, it was actually on Vancouver Island. It was in Ladysmith. I, I was driving truck over there and I pulled into the shell station at uh, Ladysmith and I was only driving at one time. It was, wasn't a very big truck. And I pulled in to fuel up and I went in and I was chatting with the young girl that worked there. And she looked at me and she said, you drive that big truck. Mm -hmm. And I kind of looked over and I looked at my truck and I looked back at, her, back at her. And I thought, that's not a very big truck. And she said, I would be so afraid mm -hmm. to, to drive a truck like that. So, okay. So the conversation finished and I went off and I happened the next week I was back there and I had my five times. And I pulled in and fueled up and I walked, I, I walked in and she was there again. And I said to her, I said, can, can I say something to you that, that I hope will be a life lesson for you? And she said, okay, what's that? And I said, do you know why you feel fear about driving that one ton? And I'm pointing at my five ton. And she said, no. And I said, because the fear is telling you that you need more information. Mm -hmm. I said, if, if you really, really wanted to learn how to drive a truck, what would you do? She said, I'd go to a driving school. Hello. And, and I said, and what would the driving school do for you? It would help me to overcome my fear. Mm -hmm. I exactly. said, there's your answer to everything in life. Everything. Everything. You know, the, the thing is, we sell ourselves so short. I've always been a person that, you know, I was the first uh, mobile um, oil rep in South Africa for, you know, selling the oil. I knew nothing about oil. And I realized I didn't know to, need to know anything about oil. The companies knew what they yeah. liked and wouldn't like. It was customer service that I was doing. But yeah. I walked and talked myself into many a job. And I didn't know whether I could do it or not until I tried. Yeah. And there's some things, okay, I'm not cut out to be a secretary. <laughs> okay, I gave it a go. It didn't work. Let's go and try something different. But we put fear ahead of it. Oh, but what if I don't? What if I fail? What if at that point, what if you succeed? Yeah. Right? Why can't we look at that first? What if I actually can make a go of it? And, and, and one of the things that I've tried, uh, I, I, I published my first book, Embracing the Blend, back in 2007. And, and one of the goals that I, I was looking for in it, and then the following, following book, Stamp Out Stress, was to provide people with a vehicle where, okay, so now you, you feel afraid. Okay, so that, 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 that's not a stopping point. That's a starting point. 
So I feel afraid. Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Okay, mm -hmm. first thing, recognize the fact that you feel afraid. It's cool. There's nothing wrong with feeling afraid. No. no. It's, it's part of how our ego tells us we're alive. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so the next step is step back, calm yourself down, yeah. focus on your breath and say, okay, what am I going to do? Yeah. Well, I provide some tools. How do you get there? Mm. And, and, and so it's not a case of, oh, I feel afraid, so I have to stop. No, it's I feel afraid. Take a deep breath and say, okay, what can I do to move forward from here? What is that fear telling me? What do you need to know? Yeah. Because it's exactly. always, but what is fear? It's a lack of knowledge. Absolutely. Right? When we have yeah. the knowledge, we know how to apply that knowledge. And we're no yes. longer afraid of the situation. But yes. it's the unknown that we're constantly afraid of. Absolutely. And like, let's face it, you're born, everything in front of you is unknown. Everything right. is to be discovered. Right? Does a baby come out? Oh, I'm too scared. You know? It wouldn't <laughs> get anywhere. <laughs> I have a nine-month-old grandson. Believe me, that fear isn't in his vocabulary. <laughs> no, let's hope it stays that way. Too. Exactly. <laughs> and and there's there's a part of our ego too that that we have to recognize in there too because it's it's the ego that manages mm. fear. It's part of the how it, it helps us to interact with the world. In that. There are things that we should be afraid of. All right. Yes. You know, I, I'm I'm standing at the top of the cliff there at um, I forget what it's called, but at Squamish there, you're standing there looking over, and you can see practically Vancouver Island. Yep, I'm afraid because I don't want to fall off of there, and my exactly. my mind tells me to stay back. That's common sense. That's instinctual fear, right? Absolutely. It, it's that you Absolutely. you know your body tenses up, the little hairs on the back of your head. You know this is a hey, hang on. Uh, I, there's something to be afraid of here. What is it? Stop and deduce, right? Yes. Don't yes. leap at that point. But yes. there's other things you can look at and you go, okay, I'm just afraid of the unknown. Let's take that leap of faith. All right. And I'll be okay. But you've got to make sure that you, you know, that there is a certain amount of either safe landing yes. <laughs> right? yes. uh, or that you can redirect if it doesn't work. You don't want to leap into something you can't get yourself out of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I another truck driving thing I did. I used to run down to Seattle from Vancouver, and uh, just south of Bellingham, there's a really windy section through there. Mm, yeah, I know that. And, and I used to barrel through there, and I would be so afraid going through there. And finally, one day, I, I have a number of spirit guides that I work with, and so one day I'm barreling through there, and I screamed out, "Why am I so bloody afraid going through this corner?" <laughs> and my 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 driving guide. His name is Dave, of, of all things. Uh, he says, you could always try slowing down. <laughs> Common sense. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I drive down to Nanaimo all the time because that's where my daughter and grandson live. And you're going through the Malahat. And before, you know, I kind of did that drive, everybody, oh, the Malahat. Oh, the Malahat. And it's like, Malahat. you know, and it was like, okay, what's this Malahat? And I started driving it and I go, okay, uh, I'm through it. Uh, what's the to be scared of? And, you know, I said, I'm not coming down if the snow. I went down in the snow. <laughs> and, and it's, uh, it's again, the common sense. What you end up with is the people in their trucks, you know which ones, the pickup trucks, up your backside. And it's yep. like, when I can move over, I'll let you go because you're clearly yep. in a bigger hurry than I am, right? Yep. Um, and they've just got to strut their stuff. You know, it's a, their identity. And 
but I, I always seem to get back 15 minutes earlier than I do when I go. And it's the same distance. I never work that one out. But it's more downhill. Me, true. Yeah, that could be the point. Yes. But I drove through it on Christmas Day when the snow was out there. And it was beautiful. And then coming back, all the, the little waterfalls had frozen into ice. Yeah. And it was absolutely exquisite. And I know the road you're talking about going to Seattle. It's very, very well. And I've driven that during the snow yeah. as well. And the thing is, that comes into the common sense. You know that these particular areas at some points are a little tricky. So the common sense, slow down and be alert. Yeah. It doesn't say stop and turn around. It yeah. says be alert. Because when you're alert, you can react quicker, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the point of thing in life. Anything you're going to do, there's, oh, I'm a little unsure about this. Or this is kind of, mm. okay, so senses, get your senses going, tune in, yeah. ask your guides to help you, right? Yeah. Help me through this bit because it's a bit tentative for me. And the thing is, we're never alone. If we tune right. in and ask our little guides to help us, they're very willing to guide us. One of the techniques that I was given a number of years ago, and it was one of my guides gave it to me. So we have this, this set, well, I call it nine major chakras because I count the star chakra above and the earth chakra below. So when information is input into us, it's invited in, it comes in through our crown chakra and then works its way through our body. The other chakras input information too, but in this particular case, you're looking at the information that's coming in through your crown chakra. Well, what, what happens when we get ourselves into a situation like me driving too fast? What happens is the crown chakra closes. So, so that's where we get monkey brain from mm -hmm. because our world exists right here. Right. <laughs> nothing else matters yeah. and we can feel it in ourselves that we're we're we're, we're our bodies are out of control and right. we're anxious and whatever mm -hmm. and the technique for it when we when we remember to do it and this is something too that i i've recognized in myself and i see in other people you there's absolutely no point in having any tools in your garden shed if you don't ever get them out hello <laughs> yeah so, so here's a really neat tool first thing you do when you get really wound out like that is recognize that you're wound mm -hmm. out take a deep breath and what, yes. what you do is take your right hand and, and put your thumb and first finger together and put it above your head and pretend that, that you're knitting a, a, a hat on your head and 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 very slowly circle your, your 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 fingers around clockwise above your crown chakra and then when you've done it enough you just go boop and reconnect to the star chakra. Mm -hmm. And you can literally, I can feel it right now. It's gone right down. I feel it in my knees because it reopens the crown chakra yeah, up so yeah. the energy can get back in there. And 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 it'll slow you down. And it, by habit, you're probably going to go back there again anyway. You right. go back and you do it again and, and open it up. And if you're sensitive, sensitive enough to the energies in your body, which most people aren't on, uh, yet because we haven't trained them yet, yeah. is that you can actually do the same thing with all of your chakras. Right. Exactly. If, if you're feeling that you're going spastic and you you know you're getting yeah. your anxiety is going over the place, go to go to your adrenals. Yeah. Exactly the same thing. Open your adrenals back up so that energy can express out. But the energy is essential to absolute everything. Everything is energy, and the more that we tap into that energy, the more we're in flow. the The air isn't stagnant. The waters aren't stagnant. Our blood and energy in our body and the oxygen isn't stagnant. Everything has to be in flow, in movement. And when it does come to a stop, you know, you find us. Oh, stop.
stop breathing <laughs> and you know okay panic all right yes. and it's and it's just let the breath out let the breath out let everything in your body breathe out Ex, yep. you know excel it and then breathe it back in and i feel that when you uh cut off from the neck up you are now only stuck in thoughts and those thoughts right. are, are like a computer full of data and you have no idea because there's no wisdom there to extract right. the data and it's but what if this but what if that but what if this what if that and that's how we get into panic and get into hysteria you know i'm always a person to say feel your thoughts Yes. Because when you feel them, you know which energy is attached to them. Oh, that's a negative thought. Put that aside. Yes. Feel that thought. Well, oh, that feels good. I could go with that. Right. This is the thought. Yes. This is the, the solution to the problem at the moment. But we're so inclined to just be head thinking that everything is there. And it's as far as I'm concerned, it's just the CPU. It's just the computer that without the other senses, we don't know how to extract. I call yeah. it the knowingness is that when the gut knows, the, the spirit knows, the divine has spoken to you, you know it's truth. It resonates with the heart. The yeah. heart knows this truth. It goes into spirit, into action. And the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And that is that knowingness. And it's unquestionable, undoubtable. It just is. And when you're in that just is, you don't need any other clarification because that's what you need to know in the moment. Yeah. And the, the, the two things that go with that is that we, we, need, we need to know when we're getting in the way and we need to know how to get ourselves out mm -hmm. of the way. And one of the critical things that, that uh, I believe that you know, people need, need to, it's a very simple thing. We don't breathe properly. No, we don't. The, the majority of people, if you say, take a deep breath for me, the only thing you see is their, their lungs move. Yeah. The, the problem with that is that most of the toxins that we maintain in our body sit in the bottom of our lungs. Yes. And if we only breathe from our lungs, we're not removing those toxins. So when we rebreathe again, we're sucking all that air right through all those toxins and, and, yes. and it goes back through our body again. So when we breathe, we need to be moving our belly because our belly causes the, the, the muscles in the bottom of, of the pleural cavity to force that part of the lungs to move, cleans that stuff out of there. You cannot relax properly if you're no. not breathing properly. If you're and, an actress or a singer or an athlete, it's always the gut, the gut, the gut, breathe from the gut. Right? Absolutely. You know, yes, let the, the stomach stick out water. and suck like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Drinking water, allowing Drinking the water to water. cleanse. Yes, lots of it yes. every day. Yes. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's like you say, we, we are energy. Everything that yeah. exists is Absolutely. energy. And the two basic elements that we work with uh, it, to create life are air and water. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I'm an air and water sign. <laughs> oh, which one? Uh, well, I'm air. I'm most certainly air. Um, and But water is extremely important to me. It's um, uh, For me, trees, breeze and water. They're yes. my salvation. Yes. And uh, I'm, I, I'm not a rooter. So it's always been extremely hard to lay down the roots because the air is always uplifting me and taking me yep. somewhere else. The water is my conduit. It is my calmness. Anytime I'm near water, my tranquility is there. Um, but I love walking amongst the trees and the rustling of the leaves. And it speaks to me in beautiful volumes <clears throat> and generally tells me what I need to know uh, yes. and when I need to know it. So, but um, I'm not an earther. I'm not a grounder, partly because... Earth keeps telling me, well, everybody stop grounding and give me your problems. 
I have yeah. a headache. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> will you sort your problems out and stop giving them to me? And I think Mother Earth is in very much a big trouble at the present moment because all of our anger, all of our divide, all of our angst that we have right now, which is a vibration that resonates really illly, poorly, just really is very, very negative. It, she's feeling and uh, she's she's rebelling you know with all the floods and everything else that we're having we call it climate change but she's just saying i've had enough i've had enough of humans spazzing and it's like will you please get it together and we were talking before the show about COVID, about this pandemic and yes it's taken lives yes it's changed lives yes it's put a lot of strain on things but let's look at the gift of what it is and that was, is to put everybody to a stop and reevaluate their lives and look at what really is important. Yeah. Who is really important? Slow down and tune back in to your own senses, your family, the people in your community, the unison and realize we are a village wherever we are. And everybody in that village has a job to do. And that village is only as strong as when we come together. And we did that at the beginning of the pandemic. And we saw the people that were the glue that held us together. And then came the anti-vaxxers and the politicians and the this and that. And whatever, they were right back to splitting us again. Yeah. And what happens with that? that it means more pain and anguish out in the world and that static that kind of energy is a destroyer it does not create it destroys there's no and harmony no harmony at all so how do you combat that we have to work a little harder to become the harmony in our own lives in our own arena yeah. and not pay any attention because when if we could tilt the scale back into that harmony the people that are in the angst either will give in to the harmony or will go by the wayside. Yeah. Right? That is their choice. So yeah. we, we, we have to believe in the light. Yes. And yes. We, we, we have to remember the light. And every time that we get into a really crappy situation or the government does another idiotic thing, I'm not a pro-government person, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could be on board with you there. <laughs> and, we, and I we, think it's kind need... of people would generally with good intentions, but they're, they're entering a sewage pit. That's right. And, you know, if you don't detox that sewage, then a good intention can be contaminated. That's how I look yeah. at politics. Yeah. Well, and, and, and one of the big challenges that we, we and, and I, I'm very vocal with this, with young people in particular, uh, instead of standing com and complaining about the way that the government is doing stuff or big business is doing whatever it is that we're complaining about, step back and put some positive energy into it. Even yes. if you say nothing, step back and, and project positive energy out through your heart yeah. and say, we can do better. There's a better way of doing this. Right. And, and, and particularly for younger people these days, because if you're not happy with the way the world is right now, if you don't do something about it, it's going to be way worse down the road. Yes. Yes. Um, and, my, and, my, my daughter and son-in-law, um, especially my son-in-law suffers a great deal with the sorrow over the planet. Um, yeah. he, they are vegan. They're activists. You know, they drive the electric car, you know, they try and do as much as they can to give back to the earth. Yeah. And he weeps for the earth. And it's like, and I say, I, mean, I keep trying to say to him, but your anxiety, you know, bless you for caring. Yeah. But if you build it up to such a point, 
you no longer can do anything for the planet because you've become also part of the sickness. Absolutely. Yes. What, what he should be doing is rather than weeping for it, he should be going in quiet, seeing the sun and projecting energy yes. to the earth. Yes. I, and, I white and, light and things, to... right? White Absolutely. light and loving energy. And when somebody says something nasty, bless you. <laughs> may may love find you you know because yes. what what we don't want is the retaliation you know we don't want that response because that just builds up more fireworks so it is you know bless you or white light you or just nothing at all to certain yep. people because i'm a firm believer that what you seed what you water what you nurture is what grows yes right so be careful what you seed how you water it, don't oversaturate it, water it enough, nurture it with loving energy. And when it grows, allow it to grow the way it's meant to grow. Don't dictate how it should grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And, then, and, and that, that's, a, that's a big challenge that we have in society is exactly what you said there is that they're dictating, uh, mm. whoever it is, it is dictating how we are going to do anything. And people buy into it. And I'm not yeah. saying go against them because right. I, 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 I had a really hard time with getting vaccinations. Uh, being an intuitive healer, I, I, yeah. I, I understand my energy and I, I'm an herbalist as well. So I, 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 I know what supplements to take and all that. Yes. And I was over at a friend's place and the, uh, the, his, his, his brother and wife were there and we were talking about COVID and I said I wasn't vaccinated. And, and when they got up and left, they hugged everybody except me. Right. And, you know, I said right there, I said, I already alienate myself enough without COVID and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I, I want to be hugged. And mm -hmm. I, the next day I, I was over in Nanaimo where I actually Parksville, I came home here and I made an appointment and I went and got, got my shots mm -hmm. done. And I knew that I could deal with the, whatever the, the, the shot was going to do, but I wanted to be hugged. Yes. And, and yes. I knew that I needed to, and I'm not giving into it. I'm yeah. creating my life. I choose to do whatever I consider to be healthy because one of the needs I have is I want to be hugged. It, it kind of reminds me, you know, I, I've asked God for help and then God sends you the help. No, no, no. I'm not going to accept that. I'm waiting for God. Yeah. <laughs> but God sent it to you in the form of a vaccine. Let's stop and think about it for a moment. How many countries came together to work together? Yeah. to bring this vaccine everybody was working on it in certain levels and they put all of their heads together to bring out this vaccine because it was a global concern it is a global concern yeah. Yeah. and they work together cross borders cross yeah. egos yeah you know cross patents and worked together to bring us this yeah. vaccine god answered you he bought you something and it's been proven that it, it strengthens the immune system. I have a lot of people that are in the alternative health industry and they've chosen to build their immune system and strengthen themselves in, in their way. That They're not anti-vaxxers government and it's, it's um, you know, what, what did I hear the other day? Um, Fauci created AIDS to get rid of the gays. So, you know, it's just like, okay, this one man created AIDS, this virus, just to get rid of homosexuals. And, and that people are truly and utterly believing in that. And it's like, why are you so quick to believe something that outrageous without yeah. you yourself deducing if it could be fact? 
you know, because yeah. people are out there just, they buy, and I think I call it the soap opera effect, where people yeah. will buy the drama and the, and the hysteria because they want that whirlwind. They, they want that, I, I, you know, I, I personally, as an empath, hate being in that hysteria and that tornado. Yeah. It is yeah. so disruptive, but there, there are people, that's their adrenaline rush. Well, well it, keeps, it, it keeps them out of themselves. Yes, they don't have to do any internal work. It can blame right. it. It's, it's them. It's them. It's them. Hello, one finger's pointing out to them. How many pink fingers are pointing back at you? When Absolutely. are you going to take responsibility for you? Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, and, and so that, that, that's kind of where, where I've been in, in the writing cycle is, mm. is, is tr trying to produce information for that people would enjoy and find benefit from and realize exactly what you're saying there is that we, we, we have choice. Yeah. And, yes. and our, our choice is, do I accept this foolishness that, that has no justification for, for right. its existence or do we step back we we don't have to agree or disagree we can just stand in the middle and say you know what i'm not playing in this game yes. this, this is foolishness let's yes. just get on with it it doesn't affect my life or life as i know it i i choose to believe that life is a great place to be and i'm, I'm considering being a human being next time just because i've watched <laughs> so many of them and exactly. it might be fun to you, do you've got it you know kind of down now so when you come back you can get through all the bullets that's right i'm gonna try <laughs> and get on right. with it yeah exactly <laughs> and, and 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 so people you know this this is that we're living in now is likely the first generation of people in this, uh, in the Rosicrucians, they say this is the fifth time that human beings have, have inhabited this planet. So th this is the first time in this inhabitation that people are in a position where we have enough of a safety net mm. that we really can move past surviving and we right. have the capacity to thrive. Yes. But what happens is we have all these people out there that are so bent on keeping us afraid that we stay in survival mode. And, yes. and so the thriving doesn't happen. And so that's why I write the books that I do so that people can see, you know, it, I put, I want them to think about what it is I write about and say, well, you know, maybe I don't have to live my life completely in fear all the time. Right. Maybe I don't have to believe what these big establishments tell me. I can choose for myself, but it's not a case of like the anti-vaxxers are just saying, oh, no, 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 yeah, you, this, exactly. this is all crap. It's stepping back and saying, you know what, I'm seeing people that are becoming extremely ill from this thing. And mm -hmm. maybe I need to step back and say, what can I do? Because I'm not alone on this planet. Right. There's seven billion other people that are trying to do yes, this. Yes, exactly. And so I need to do what is best for me in supporting myself and the others without creating more crap. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, let's just, let's just get through this already. You know, yeah. we've we've learned the lessons we've learned from it, and some people haven't. Um, and that just kind of means that maybe this particular lifetime of theirs, they're not going to learn any lessons. You know, and, and for many people, they're going to come back over and over again until because this is what life is about: to learn, to learn and ascend and evolve. And yeah. if you're not going to do it in this lifetime, you know, I'm so hey, folks, you're coming back to do it all over again. So, yeah. uh, you know, so for me, it's like I may as well get it right this time. 
So if I do come back, I come back on, on a more spiritual, intellectual level where I can actually be proactive straight away without having to go for all of the, the beliefs and the programming and the controlling and the everything else. I can step into my beingness, step into yeah. my gifts, step into what I'm meant to be here to do early. And we're seeing that with our indigo children. So, you know, some of our children are so incredibly gifted. And yeah. it's the more we actually allow their beautiful, intuitive selves to become. And we nurture who they are. Because remember, we're only custodians of our children. We do not own them. We're yeah. here to, to guide them, to nurture them, and allow them to be. You allow them to explore. And allow them to, to understand their own essence. And what part of the problem, I think, with humanity as adults, we have seen so much horrific suppression and abuse of children over a couple of well, many centuries, but I think most certainly in the last century and a half, a couple of centuries, that that has produced very neurotic and insecure and petrified adults. Yes. And we need to go back to how we raise our children, how we nurture those children, because the more we nurture them, the better adults there'll be, more creativity we will see, more harmony we will see. Um, but it starts with us. You know, we, we talk about love and people looking for love. Yeah. And I, I want somebody to love. I want somebody in my life. Wait, you don't want somebody to complete you. You want someone to complement you. Yeah. Right. And that means yeah. you've got to be the love that you see. And then that person will match that vibration and you will complement each other with your loving vibration. Yeah. We're and, in and, that and, need for that hug, right? <laughs> and, 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 and learn to, re, uh, to re, uh, recognize when uh, you are reaching out in a lower energy. Yes, yes. That it, I, I, I want love from you, but it's only under my conditions. Yes. And this is exactly how I want it to be. That is not love. That We have to take ownership of, of our own shortcomings first. Be, and, and not expect other people to, to, to heal them for us. We have to do right. our own healing. And also to accept who we are, the way we are, yeah. the way we look. You know, again, society has told us we, we're only lovable if we're this, if we're that, or if we're rich, if we're intelligent, if we're thin, if we're white, if we're this, if we're that. And, and it's yeah. like, codswallop, that is all marketing. That's somebody selling a product and they're benefiting off your fear, right? Your insecurity. And whatever size you are, whatever color you are, whatever faith you are, be confident and lovable within yourself. And somebody is going to love you. Many people are going to love you for the essence of who you are, no matter what vehicle your body is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all that is because mm. you're the soul. Yes. The, 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 all the other stuff is just the trappings that you chose in, in order to get the lessons from your life. Right. Exactly. And, I and watched... Um, how, no, it, go ahead. It, it's how you respond to the, yeah. to the trappings that you have. Yeah. I watched Avatar again last night. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. And uh, December 22, the second one is coming out. Not soon yeah. enough for me. But I mean, you know, the whole time I was watching that and is that I would so love to be one of them. I would so love to be one of them. The entire way, you know, um, the entire principle of everything in there is yeah. is what i believe in and again when we look at the evil of man represented there where it's short term gain for the few 
and it doesn't matter what we destroy in the long term. Yeah. And this is the mentality that has got us into this problem right now. And if we don't start changing that thinking, if we stop feeding that thinking, stop voting those people in with that thinking, we yeah. could change the tide. And we have to, or we're going to get kicked off. It's that simple. Oh, yeah. I, Earth is going, Mama's going to evict us. She's yeah. giving us a warning, you know, and it's, she's, she's ready to press that delete button. They're, they're <laughs> going to let the kangaroos run the, run the planet. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> let's forget it. You know, we think we're the most superior of all creatures on this planet, yet we are the only creatures that are so destructive to this planet. Absolutely. So what's Absolutely. superior about that, folks? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the, the ego and the narcissism, which we've seen a great deal of, um, our ego is driving us. I mean, and that ego is insecurity. That ego is, I just want yeah. to be loved. I just want to be popular. I just want to be liked. I just want yeah. to be this and that. And in the drive for that, we've forgotten the cost. Yeah. Yeah, you see such a rush around here. People are so, you know, it's so expensive to live here. And so people are out there and, and they're, they're, their only thing they're concerned about in how they contribute to society is how much money they can make so that they can have more money and more money and more money. And I'm not against money. I, I, we all no. need to have it. Yes. But it's not the primary reason we're here. No. And, and, but so many people are so caught up in the trappings of having to have a $5 million house and, and you know, and, and a poor sitting outside and, yeah. you know, a, a, a condo in Hawaii and all this sort of stuff. And they only get there. Well, they probably haven't been there for two and a half years now because of yeah, COVID, exactly. but they're still paying the taxes on it yes. and the mortgage. And, and, you know, and, and, and they still feel empty. I know. I, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed that were the six figure people, you yeah. know, a big house, big car, big important and the cosmic two by four came along wackaroo and it was either yeah. heart attack or lose the family or bankruptcy or whatever and it bottomed them out yeah. and from those ashes they rose like a phoenix into understanding what life was really about yeah. and live more humbly um, live a great deal happier doing something they love and now they're absolutely enriched and abundant right, in heart, soul, and spirit, and have enough money to fulfill their lifestyle. Yes, and, and they're doing something that contributes, to, contributes yes. to the nurturing of nature, uh, nature and people. Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, and it's wonderful to see that because they literally walked away and they realized I was a slave to the job, Yeah. right? I got caught yeah. up in the importance of what everybody's told me was important, and I was utterly miserable and I completely lost myself. And they had all the signs along the way and they didn't pay attention to them because, no, 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 that's important. Until yeah. the cosmic Dubai fall flattened them and they had to rise up. And it was, okay, you know, I have a, um, a saying out there right now. It's that um, 2022, a blank canvas. What are you going to paint on this canvas for this year? Yeah. Because yeah. it's your choice. Yeah. Right? painted right. as you want to live it yeah and and and, uh, the, and part of that painting is to look at the concepts that you you live by and and looking at both the positive and the challenging ones and and, and ask if they're valid yes yes i mean i talk a great deal about meaningful purpose and the, the trouble is a lot of words get 
you know, hooked on to yeah. and then they lose their meaning. But yes, what is our meaningful purpose? Yeah. We all yeah. want to know we're off purpose, that yeah. we count, that whatever our contribution is something that is purposeful, meaningful. Yeah. Right? Because when it's meaningful, then we really do feel that, you know, if we step into service, if we step into giving, not giving to receive, but giving to be a part of. Yeah. We receive so much back in so many different ways that it yeah. is that wonderful energy flow of give and take and give and take. It's the, the fuel and the fluidity that keeps yeah. us going. Yeah. But we've become takers, not givers. Yeah. And that giving nature is really so utterly important. One of the concepts that, that came to me with, the, excuse me, the, uh, I, I, I uh, channeled the ascenders. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and one of the concepts that, that has always been of interest to me in this process is that when, when you watch television, you watch movies, and I went to see The Eternals. I got stuck in Duncan a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, so I went to see The Eternals. I got, I got up and walked out halfway through. Really? Because really? they still haven't figured it out. Uh -huh. Why is it that when a situation happens that is potentially a threatening situation, why do we have to have big guns and, and whatever right. else, and explosives and whatever? Yes. Why does it have to be force against force? I know. I don't get guns that. Yeah. I don't get so that. My, my, my characters in my book, you, 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 you want to come and do some negative stuff to me? I just project really good positive energy towards you. And you forget that you were ever a bad person. Right. Did you see Dr. Strangelove? I have, yeah. Uh, the one part in there that absolutely, I think I almost shouted hallelujah in the, in the theater was when she knocked him out of his body and said, what do you think you are? Just matter? Yeah. Right. And then he literally yeah. starts flying amongst the universe and he realized that he's so much more than the vehicle that he's in. Absolutely. And, and I thought, yes, finally, a true representation. <laughs> right? And I loved it. I loved what, what that kind of, uh, yes, they did resort to the violence per se, but it was about changing the clock back and, you know, facing the evil over yeah. and over again until he got tired of it, right? <laughs> it's a, a, a question that I, I, I've asked many times is, is that, you know, the, the, the governments are, uh, up until COVID happened where we're all so excited about going and shooting each other and yes. declaring war on people and stuff like that. So what would happen if a government declared war and nobody showed up? You know, this is um, this was actually something in a conversation I had in a show yesterday, Charles Sheldon, um, another author. And, you know, we were talking about the people who have chosen to know nothing. Yeah. Right. They're proud of knowing nothing. And they're the people that are really in the angst right now. They're really angry. You know, they're coming with the pitchforks and then they're being met by the force. And it's like, OK, if everybody just put the weapons down and said, I'm willing to hear you. Yeah. Are you willing to listen? Yeah. Are we willing to have a conversation to diffuse the situation? You're hurting. I recognize that. What is it that you need that's going to make you feel more secure? Yeah. But we don't. We meet that violence with violence. What does it beget? More violence. Has anything been resolved? Nope. No. Zero. Yeah. 
I found it very frustrating. <laughs> you know, I'm a mother of three, you know, we didn't meet things with violence. So we had to, I made them kiss each other when they fought. <laughs> it, 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 it's it's a, a big challenge with, with COVID too, that yeah. We, yeah. we're still using that same concept for dealing with COVID. Yes. COVID is a living entity. And I'm not saying yeah. that, that, you know, people, I could talk to it, you could talk to it, some yeah. people can. But to, to look, look at COVID and be thankful for what it's done well yes. for us and, and adjusting our lives rather than this aggressive behavior of trying to kill this thing. Yeah. You know, the one thing I have not heard out there in all the discussions about COVID is what what we, we've assumed where the cause of it was, but they're not worried about the cause of it. They're, all they want to do is get everybody vaccinated because that's the fear, the fear mongering of it. We need to go back and look at it and say, okay, what do we need to change? Because the, the COVID yeah. is a vibration. Yes. And we need to change the frequency. And what are the vaccines? They're basically, you know, as the vibration hits the body, the vaccine is saying no entry. Yeah, that's right. right. No entry, yeah. uh, and yeah. and of course, you, you know, as you said, you don't watch the news, but we, you know, what the big thing is is my children are half Chinese, and there has been a push against the Chinese, and there's been some horrific things done to ordinary citizens here in Canada, yeah. uh, blaming them for the yeah. COVID because everybody wants to blame someone, got to blame someone. Well, let's let's diffuse the blame and let's look at okay, what is the core problem? How can yeah. we prevent it from becoming aggressive or taking over, us over, all right? Yeah. Then yeah. we can look at where was the source and go, okay, now we've got to make sure that never happens again. Yeah. But taking up the arms and taking up the blame and taking up the anger, you've just opened the door to COVID because it loves that type of thing. Yeah, you just perpetuate the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Negativity loves negativity, right? Yeah. It's drawn to it. Yeah. So how do you make negativity? You put a shield up of loving positivity. It will bounce off. Or, or, or you, you, you uh, rather than a shield, you create such a large amount of, of uh, positive energy yeah. that it, it pushes forth and, right. and causes the negative energy to shift. And that's when, if we come together, you know, yeah. arm in arm, yeah. And I don't believe in ivory towers. I believe in circles. And yes. when we can come together arm in arm in that love for one another, that beautiful energy that's going out there you know may the force be with you it's that force of love yeah and it just whether you know and there are a lot of people that have lived in anger and I've, I've interviewed a great deal of veterans and they're pretty well the same type of thing is the common denominator with all of them they've come back feeling disconglobulated right yeah. they've been trigger happy all the time alert all the time seeing people die all the time you know angry and post-traumatic stress and everything else and all they want to do is get to calmness yeah. get to a place where they can find some meaning in life again find some love in life again and they have been the best people to help other veterans because they understand and yeah. it wasn't the glorifying of the war or the fight it was the inv invitation to the peace right yeah. because that's what they sought with one another and they realized peace was the i don't even want to call it a weapon but the greatest push against hate yeah. or war they, they need to be able to diffuse the memories. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and the thing, it's important to understand that in diffusing memories, it's the emotion that needs to be diffused. You don't forget, you stop feeling it. That's right. Yes, yeah. yes. And that's the thing, I want to forget, I'm going to suppress it. 
suppression, I'm sorry, it's going to manifest its way uh, yeah. through dis-ease, body disease or, or breakdowns or anything else. It's facing it. I know it happened to me. It wasn't right. Yeah. Right. Um, I have to forgive who made it happen. I, I let the pain go associated with it. it. I have so many people who talk about things that have happened to them that are utterly horrific. Yeah. And you wonder how they could be still getting up in the morning. It's because they've gone through the process to heal themselves, face yeah. the, the, the demons, let them go. And they could talk about it without fear and without feeling because it yeah, no longer controls them. It's called reframing. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. become their emotions. strength. Yeah. Because they discovered the courage and the strength and their abilities by going through the process to realize they were so much more than what happened to them. Yeah. But that willingness to go through the process, that's the question, isn't it? People yeah. want a quick fix. There is no quick fix. You have to be willing to take the journey through. Not well, over and around or pay someone else to do it for you. You know, the quicker and, you immerse yourself in it, the quicker you'll get through it. And, and the, the struggle with the, the, the society that we live in is that there, there are the organizations that uh, that's, uh, want people to stay in that victimhood yes. because it, it justifies their existence. And yes. then we have the pharmaceuticals that have all these oh. wonderful fixes for you. You, know, yes. you got PTSD. I can give you all the drugs you want. It has nothing to do with fixing yourself. It has to do with, with exactly what you're talking about. You're sublimating the feelings. Yeah. Yes. And, and for them, it's, it's all money. I mean, pharmaceuticals do not want to wake you, make you well. They no. just want to make you dependent. Yes. Um, I have Falber Mountain. One day I was, uh, somebody took me to one of these meetings and she said, don't say anything, Sarah, just listen. And I listened and I listened. And the guy that was in charge of it was an extra addict. And his addiction now was other people's pain. And people will go, oh, God, that's been so hard this week. It's been, oh, I know. Oh, God, it must be so difficult. And his whole thing was like this. And eventually, <laughs> I had to say something. And I said, what if we stop looking at the pain? And we start looking at what we still have and what we can still do and start loving ourselves and feeding that instead. He looked at me yeah. with horror. Yeah. Right. Because it was feeding his addiction of the dependency that he had made of these people on him. Pharmaceuticals are dependent on us. Politicians are dependent on us being afraid. They'll just come up with a solution enough to keep you feel like you're there doing something for you. And then back again <laughs> into another crisis. Right. Yeah. I, I get a kick out of watching uh, MeTV. Because mm -hmm. most of the commercials are about pharmaceuticals. So that yes. it's a 30 second commercial, and they spend 20 seconds of it talking about yes. the, the side effects. That, yes. That'll likely kill you or put you onto another drug that never fixes anything. Well, I, the, the one that got me was depression hurts. Uh, and then the next, as you say, 20 seconds is uh, side effects may cause suicide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what did you gain? <laughs> why would you take it? Why would you take it? Why yeah. would a doctor prescribe it to you? This is, you know, where is the ethics? Yes. And it's, it's mind blowing. But people just want to feel good in the moment. 
because in the moment they feel good and they don't want to feel bad. And the thing is, you can feel unbad if you're willing to face whatever it is. If you have a physical problem, what nutritionals, what wonderful God given earth, beautiful grown nutritionals can you take that can feed you so that you are not always in pain? Right. Um, why, if you're in emotional pain, going through that emotion with somebody that's nurturing and guiding and helping you not go down the rabbit hole, but face it and release it. And then you get through to the other side. But it's that the, that unwillingness to face it and go through it. No, no, I, it's just too much. I can't do it. Just give me the pill. Yeah. In, in a lot of cases, taking pharmaceuticals is the same thing as taking your car to the gas station and putting the, the super high octane in instead of regular. Yeah. It, it, it didn't do anything for your car. In fact, it could blow up your engine. Uh, uh, but but it, it really didn't have any long-term value in what it was doing. It just gets you through the day, maybe. And goes through your bank account very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. Um, I think, you know, the big word is, is accountability. You know, it, we've all got to be accountable for our own lives. You are not what's happened to you. What's happened to you is for you to make you stronger, for you to step into your meaningful purpose, to become that source of beautiful energy. You know, I, the analogy I use is that we're all an instrument. We need to learn what that beautiful instrument is, learn how to play it well, find the mm -hmm. orchestra in which to join, create that symphony which invites others to want to pick up their own instrument. But it, it's about us as individuals being all that we can to help the collective. Yes. Through, through the collective, we help ourselves. Yes. And you say, you know, you channeled the last book and, you know, channeling, I think, is something wonderful. I've interviewed on many authors who have channeled. They've literally just sat down and don't even know what they were writing until it was written, you know, just yeah. poured through them. And people say, oh, yeah, I couldn't do that. We all have the capability of channeling. It's just a question of we have to be um, at peace with ourselves in order to be able to open up that channel and allow it to come through. And yeah. it, it's... I'm, I'm a channeler all the time in virtually everything I do. I allow it to come through me. Um, and it's when you, you allow it to come through you and it's not, oh, well, what if it's a demon? Or that? No, <laughs> it's not open to them. No, that's <laughs> right? true. Yeah. I have the guardian angels that are protecting me from that. It's what I need as, to know. As we all do. As we all do. It, you know, it's what I need to know when I need to know it for what I need to know it for. And if yeah. we just allow ourselves, again, feel that beautiful knowledge instead of analyzing it with our head, we'll understand what it is we need to know. Mm -hmm. And it raises us to a, a higher level of consciousness. Yeah. Did you do this with all of your books or just the last book? Um, part of Embracing the Blend was channeled. Uh, I, I actually, I, I was uh, DJing for some uh, uh, parties mm -hmm. and uh, they were sitting down having dinner and I had a piece of paper with me and I just sat down there went chapter two yes yes and so it, it was happening sporadically but I had I had pretty much given up on writing books uh partially because they weren't selling well mm -hmm. because now I know that uh you have to market things yes I know <laughs> so when, when, when I, I uh when when the, when the ascenders uh started I was actually, I, I don't know if you know Cheryl Brewster. She has, she's a coach in, in, from North Vancouver that uh, does the intuitive life. No, no, I uh, So I, I was sitting on my couch here and I was chatting with her. And all of a sudden I got this really big pain in my left shoulder. And it, it felt like an eagle was going like this on my shoulder. Mm. 
And so I got finished with Cheryl and I sat here and I closed my eyes and, and I said, what do you, I went to the, the feeling in my shoulder and, and I said, what is it that you want? What do you want? And this female voice was just, uh, just going crazy. She said, get on your computer. You're going to write a book. It's called the ascenders. Mm-hmm. And off I went. And, and, and so I travel over to Vancouver Island all the time. So I've got a, you know, basically two hours of time to myself. Right. Paid for. Uh, and so every time I'd get on the ferry, I'd get up there, get my computer out. <laughs> I had no idea where the story was going to go. Yes. And, and it just it just rolled out every time. I was so excited when, when, yeah. when, when I'd, I'd get my computer going and away. And then it would stop. Yeah. And I'd put my computer away. And when I get back on the ferry again. <laughs> and you know like i love interviewing authors my brother's an author has been for uh, 50 years or so and another person has no idea how to market himself but you know fantastic author very intuitive author like his you know the world that he takes you into is always multi-dimensional um but you know for when he writes he he has kind of uh, you know kind of Oh, a story about this and that and then it just allows and you know the author I had on yesterday it's uh, allowing the characters to become again yeah. not dictating you have an outline of such and such and then just in that discovery of who these people are as they come through your fingers on the keyboard and yeah. I think you know that is the that is um, when you pick up a book or, or you watch a story and you go, oh, I can really feel that person. I can really relate to that person. Yeah. And you know, there's something that's come through somebody, you know, and it's a, it's not calculated, right? It's just allowed, allowed for that person to come to life. And it can be very, very exciting to, to look at and go, whoo, whoo, where did you come from? <laughs> there's a, li- a little girl that's a, uh, a part of the story here. And all the, all the kids in this story are, are, they're, they're, they're uh, orphans from from a, a war zone, and this this guy captures them and and takes them off to sell them on slavery. Well, the the the, the adults in the in uh, that are to do with with the story capture these kids and bring them back, and and some of them get get to go back home to their parents, but they they're brought to their facility and they teach them uh, how to de- reframe themselves and become all they are. Well, this this little girl, she, uh, when her, the, the, in the war zone, the, these men had, had come and uh, stolen her from her mom and dad when she was little. And she was so upset about the fact that she couldn't see her mom and dad anymore. She learned how to turn herself into a butterfly. Ah. And, and I, I get such a rush out of this. And so over the process, when she comes to live at the matrix and, and they discover that she can turn into a butterfly, she, she goes off and she does butterfly things, but she gets into trouble all the time. And, and, and what she, what they, they start guiding her and helping her to understand. And it's a really big, important in, in life lesson in life is that, if you are doing the lessons that you are doing in life based on fear, yeah, you, the, the energy gets sucked out of you and, yes. and you'll eventually run out of energy. So what she has to do is she has to keep doing these things. She keeps getting her wings taken away from her because she keeps misbehaving. And finally she gets it. And, and uh, Charita, the other butter, butterfly that says to her, you have to learn to be powered by love. Yeah. When you learn to live in love, there is no limitation. And yes. finally she does. Isn't it? Right. So I've given away a little bit of the story, but. But, but uh, that's a, that is the story of life. Yeah. 
You know, it is, um, love isn't just for a relationship. No. We have a relationship with every aspect of our lives. And yes. when we learn to love life, yes. and we, we share that love unconditionally, without any dictation or, or expectation, and just be the love we seek, then we truly actually understand the enrichment and the abundance of life, what we're yeah. here for and what life is all about. It's yeah. in the beautiful, simple things. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, big, the biggest key to those simple things is called nature. Yes, yeah. yes. Don't, don't bend down and pick up the plant, just bend down and, and fondle the plant and look yeah. at it and make sure it's not poison ivy. Right. Uh, <laughs> You know, look, look at the essence of that plant, and, and it, it's really neat if you learn about what plants are for, and, and you know the, the medicinal values of them, and so on. And, and you start to realize the 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 connection we have with nature, and how important that is to our own uh, health on all levels. And stop looking at everything as predators. You know, I was yeah. walking um, in Mundy Park, which I don't know if you know in Coquitlam, oh, and yes. with with my dog, <clears throat> and. Uh, there's a big white rock there and we were maybe 15 feet away my dog was on this side of the white rock and there's something black came from the other side and and i called my dog back and she came to me fortunately put her on the leash told her to sit and be calm and the bear came from underneath around the rock and it stood there looking at us and i just spoke to it thank you for letting us walk in your forest you are beautiful you are graceful um, and I just carried on talking to it very softly and the dog was extremely calm and the bear finally went on. And then she kind of sniffed around, right? And it was, she was fine. About a year or so later, I was living in North Ann and a bear came right up to the window. And my dog was on this side of the window and I said, just be calm. And she was calm. Then I realized as the bear was about to walk around, my door was open. So uh -oh. I rushed to go and close my door before it came for tea. And then as it went down the, the driveway, the dog then went ballistic, you know, kind yeah. of stepped into defense and this and that. But yeah. I wasn't a threat to the bear, the bear yeah. nor was the dog. I was at the vets one time when somebody rushed in with the dog saying it'd be mauled by a bear. Could it gone after the bear? Yeah. Right. And that's the thing is we go, you know, which doesn't mean treat everything airy fairy. Yes, they're a danger. You know when that is. Those are those instincts that come up and go, something's not right here right but you can always defuse a situation you don't have positive energy without having to go for the weapon yeah <coughs> right because yeah, absolutely um you know the force is with you i'm a star wars fan you know these are yes. not the droids that you want <laughs> I, I was living in south africa in johannesburg which was a very violent city at the time and I was working in a restaurant. We worked until three, four or five in the morning and I would walk back and this road would be a one way up and these cars would stop. Want to go for a party? I'm not the girl you're looking for. And oh, okay, and off they would go. And it worked every time but one where this guy literally reversed following me all the way back to my apartment. And I realized he was high um, or, you know, very, very drunk. I think high actually. And there was no penetrating that shield yeah. right there was there were, he wouldn't have seen anything and then that was run yeah. <laughs> because sometimes that's what you have to do but most of the time it was um like i was in washington dc back in 77 i took a wrong turn and i lived in south africa for many years and um i stopped to ask these guys you know the route back onto the highway 
and all of a sudden the chains came out and these guys who were all tough and everything and I thought okay I mustn't let my South African accent come out go back into my British accent because I'm from Britain and I just played the ditzy British blonde who was lost could you guide me and all of a sudden they are literally guiding me back to the highway yeah. I get home and I'm living with an historian woman I'm managing her house for room and board she has a friend there who is a cop he goes you were where you did what? He said, the police don't even go down there. <laughs> How did you do it? And I said, I wasn't a threat. I appealed to their senses to help me. Yeah. And they wanted to help. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to work all the time. But I do believe that if you project the fear, they're immediately on guard. Yeah. Right. So it's worked for me. Um, and it's because I hate confrontation. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and people need to recognize that when they feel that fear to do exactly what you what you did was to shift it. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, why do people go on guard? You know, because they feel something. So if you're afraid, they're going to be afraid. And it goes with an animal. You see an animal immediately, hackles go up. They're yeah. picking something up. And, and it's, it's an unknown, but they, it feels an af afraid. If you diffuse that, with calmness, okay, I don't need to be afraid. So, you know, again, it doesn't work with people that are extremely high or very drunk because they haven't got senses yeah. to tap into. But That's when it pays to have Harry Potter's visibility cloak. Yes, or the wand, or, 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 or well, no, no, the, the um, broom. I want the broom. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Especially with gas going up, I want that transportation. Thank you. That's right. Could, 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 uh, get yourself a 2022 Quidditch broom. <laughs> yes. Oh, the Star Trek just whoosh, whoosh, gone, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why we have such a fascination with things like Harry Potter and, and Star Wars and Star Trek and everything else is because it takes us to worlds that we long to understand or to feel that there is more out there right and there is so much to think that we are the only homo sapiens in the world or in the universe i think is very arrogant um and there's been so many lifetimes before so many existences before that um the more we are open up to receiving that i think the more we have the divine intellect rather than just the academic intellect absolutely yeah, the, the, the academic is is a tool. It, it's yeah. not meant to that as as a uh, door Deal. closer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where we've become trapped in the last hundred years is that the emphasis has been on the academic, and people have forgotten how to tap into the beautiful divine intuitive wisdom. Yeah. And because that's knowledge, where's the wisdom and knowing how to use the knowledge? Absolutely. Right? We're Absolutely. all capable of it, aren't we? Yeah. Every single Absolutely. one of us. It's just yeah. a question of getting into the heart soul and spirit set and not the mindset um, but the mind has to give permission yeah and, and be willing to make some mistakes oh gosh yes, yes. I, i'm I don't really believe, good at it oh yeah no no i don't believe i believe failure is when you give up and don't do anything yeah if you fall down a hundred times but you keep getting back up that's just redirects and lessons yeah right don't be don't be fear don't be afraid to learn yeah You'll get it right one day, <laughs> promise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll realize, ah, maybe this isn't the path for me. I need to redirect. <laughs> yeah. Be willing to explore. I think that we are creatures 
who are very wondrous. You know, we yes. love adventure. We love exploration. We love what is, is out there, you know, and it, if we're willing to take that in our own lives and again, don't dictate what we want to know, but allow what's out there to be taught to us. It really is beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you're on your truck driving, um, I know I love driving. I don't have music on, you know, Me it's, too. it's, uh, I just allow whatever, whatever I see or the thoughts, I'm just in flow. Uh, do, do, does the story of your books come to you then, or are you just engaged in the moment of what's around you? It depends because my drives are pretty long. And, yeah. and so they'll go through a lot of different things that, that uh, I've actually got book, book two is written now and it's in the, uh, the editing stage and book three is a third written already. And, and a lot of that comes out of that time of just mm. being in that zone of sitting in, in the truck and, uh, if I do play music, it's generally Celtic instrumentals or mm -hmm. something like that that doesn't require singing to it. Uh, and, and I just go along and, and the, this information just comes yeah, in. And yeah. So the idea comes and, and then I sit down and, and it starts to, it, it flows as I'm writing it. And these days I'm not so busy. So I get up five o'clock in the morning, sit in bed with my computer, and another chapter of the story shows up. Right, right. Yes. Um, I've had people nagging at me for my book. And I've had various people, I want your book to be this, and I want your book to be that. And uh, it's like, I, I keep trying, trying to, to do it. And then something comes up and I, and I think, is it procrastination? And I, no, it's this, I can't write it like that. Yeah. You know, it's and not the nature of the book. It's not the, it's not the nature of who I am like that. So instead, yeah. it's actually going to be, um, because I've always believed my angel self has been trying to help my human self become more connected so it's actually going to be from my angel's perspective of what i've gone through in life and it trying to guide me <laughs> yeah. going oh boy what you got into now <laughs> so I the think angel's the going i didn't know i was picking such a big job <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and i think that's the only way i can get through it because you know people want me to share my stories and it's like uh, being there, done that. Why do you want to know? But 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 I think if it's coming through the humor of an angel, then I think it's it's different. So we have to listen to that gut feeling, don't we? Yeah. When it, you know when you know when all right, you want that, but not that way. It has to be some way that then opens up the doors for you, and things come flooding in, and then you'll know it's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to be willing to take the time to go into the silence. Yes. Yeah. I, I know people, they, they get into their vehicles and they drive for hours and it's as fast as they can. They're yeah. changing the CDs and yes. playing it really loud. And yes. Yeah. I love silence. No, oh, me too. And I love, I love walking amongst the trees with the rustle of the leaves. I love listening to the water. I love being in the water. I, I fortunately can float. So I just lie there on the water as it just ripples underneath me. Oh, it's wonderful. You have to come over one day and we'll walk the Fort to Fort Trail. Yeah, very, very nice. Uh, and, you know, the, I mean, yeah, the drives, the certain drives, you know, are just industrial, you know, and they're not very yeah. varying. For, but anytime you're driving through things where there's, you know, the winding and the turning and the trees and the views and the, this and the, of course, the island yeah. is beautiful, isn't it? It's absolutely, absolutely. beautiful to drive on. Um, yeah. You become so engaged with what's around you. And I think that's something we're missing as human beings. We've forgotten how to be engaged and be present. 
you know, with where we're at and allow that to feed you and nurture you because yeah. we're so busy tuning it out instead of tuning yeah. it in. That, that's why I, I, I'm a long distance walker. Uh, I've done the Camino Frances in Spain twice. Wow. Uh, it's five, 500 miles. And, and one of the reasons why I choose to walk is because I want to be able to stop. Oh, look at that plant. Yes. There. And look at that plant and see if I can identify it and, and see if it has an odor to it, if it has, it has any consequence to it, or just to enjoy how it fits into the nature of where yeah. it is. You can't do that if you're running or driving. Right. And everybody's kind of then expecting a, oh, and it isn't, it's just, ah. Oh. <laughs> well, except when I find something to eat. Right. Oh, yes. Especially if it's kind of foreign food and something new, you know, and yeah. oh, this is delicious. Yes, I love yeah. that. Used to travel a great deal. Not now, but back in the day, I loved it. I loved exploring new places, new countries, new cultures, you know, and it was just, it's like you were stepping into a, a, a different orchestra every time. Yeah, you know, and it absolutely. was, you know, and, the, and the, the, the music of life, you know, the vibe of life around you, you know, and especially the Mediterranean countries, yeah. you know, because they're really in tune. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And well, Spain uh, is number one for me. I love Spain. Spain, Italy and Greece were my favorites um, when I was traveling, but that was back then. Um, now I go back to England because I still have relatives there and I don't go anywhere else, but I'd like to. Uh, one day, right? One day. <laughs> one day. One day. <laughs> right now, nothing stops me from traveling up into the universe. I can do that anytime, anywhere, and anybody can. Well, you're an ascender then. Oh, I'm an ascender, I'm a dimensional <laughs> traveler. I'm constantly living in different planes. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I do believe that we have the abilities, maybe if not kind of dimensional living, but to be in tune. You know, we've each one of our instruments is is a gift to us of how to use mm -hmm. our beautiful divine presence. And it's yeah. um, if we could stop trying to analyze it, justify it, or understand it, and just be it all of that will come to be, won't it? That's right. That's correct. Um, are you an ascender yourself? Of course. Yes. <laughs> You're pretty, um, pretty slow at getting it there, but we're doing it. Right. I, I was uh, a child that was very, very sickly. So I spent uh, many, many weeks and months in my room on my own or get lunch, dinner and, you know, breakfast and things like this. Otherwise on my own and blank walls and of course no TV or radio or anything at that time. And so off I went and I uh, used to play with dead people and go into different things that I have memories today. And, and then I realized, oh, no, I haven't done that in this lifetime. You know, I've done it in a different dimension. And mm -hmm. it, it's just giving me kind of a, a full life experience by being willing to go into other planes well it, it it makes when you're on the on the mundane or conscious level it makes it much wider yes you look at, at something that's happening and you realize that there's more to what's going on than what we can visibly see mm -hmm. yes and, and, and sometimes you got to look at that part that you can't see in order to find out what the real answer is right and sometimes seeing it from a totally different dimension can help you see it more clearly. Absolutely. Yes. Just, um, just don't fall out of the cloud. That's all. Right. Right. I've done that a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, you know, my bird is actually a Phoenix Eagle and they once managed to catch me. I'm, I'm a one that does fly up there and 
burns and then comes back down you know it, it's the, it is the, the who i am um and i think kind of recognizing what is your energy yeah. what is your divine energy how do you use it you use it your way i use it my way how do you use your energy what is it designed yeah. for because we're all given a particular energy for a particular purpose and if we yes. can tap into that then we can really really expand on that beautiful energy and why it's here for you yeah and, and that's part of the motivation for why i write too is because a, a lot of the issues that we have particularly health issues are because we're we're absolutely determined not to express our divine yeah. self yeah there are so many diseases uh, that like diabetes is a prime example of it diabetes is not expressing the joy of life yes yes so you want to get over diabetes find some joy in your life yeah the dis-ease yeah. of one's equilibrium all right of yeah. de denying oneself the inner joy yes. will bring about disease of the body Yes. Right. Cancer yes. being one as well, at least 80% an emotional uh, disconnected disease. Absolutely. And, you know, yes. and uh, what we do, we go again to the pharmaceutical rather than going to why is this happening? What's the core reason for it? What do I need to do to heal myself? You may need some aid with medicine along the way, yeah. right? You yeah. can partner it up together, um, but don't give yourself over without taking some responsibility to of your own self-healing yes yes d does it, my understanding of disease is that you 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 basically have you, you have the physical energy the mental energy the emotional energy and the spiritual energy and, and the disease starts in the spirit spirit realm which is a very high frequency and it gradually saturates and becomes a, a higher or lower energy until it gets to the point where finally you'll go hi, I have this problem, I need to deal with it. Yeah. And if you don't do it, it sinks into the physical and you get it. So yeah. you, in the healing process, you have to go back the other way until you finally clear it at the spirit level. Again, our chakras. You know, it's like if you're suddenly craving certain color foods, it's very often that chakra is needing to be fed, right? That's true. I'm really glad there isn't a black chakra. Right. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> or chocolate one. <laughs> Uh, no, I'd, I'd be good with the chocolate one. I know, I would be way too good with the chocolate one. But I actually did have somebody on who is um, uh, the the clairvoyant, um, um, what is it, the clairvoyant chef. And she oh, yeah. actually, it's the foods that you eat and the colors of how they feed the various chakras. And, oh, you know, we forget about that. Oh, chakras, you know, got to feed the, I got to open them up. But it's like, what are you doing to feed them? And if we're craving something, why? You know, if you're craving sunshine, you know, if you're craving warmth or orange, or, you know, it's it's like maybe that particular chakra is at present time feeling a little low and you need to feed it. So and all we have to do is visualize it, right? Visualize it in some beautiful, loving energy. So if you're not feeling powerful, eat a carrot. Yes. <laughs> Eat a carrot anytime. They're good for you. <laughs> I love carrots. <laughs> the thing is, there is always a solution. There yes. is always an answer. Yes. Going back to the fear and the beliefs. Oh, I have cancer. It's the end of me. Right. I can't. I've, I've known people. They've got cancer. They've died from the diagnosis long before they died from the disease. 
Yeah. Right? They gave up. Mm -hmm. They got panicked. They got fearful. Instead of, okay, why do I have cancer? What do I need to do to change my life? How do I heal this? Using maybe conventional medicine and alternative medicine and my own mind, heart, and soul into this equation to cure this cancer. And mm -hmm. we have that power within this. It's your choice. Yeah, absolutely. We just have to do it. We just have to do it. And we have to look at those beliefs and go, whose are they? I, you know, I know I've got certain tendencies where I go, oh, God, there's mother talking. And my mother was, was somebody that was, she was a dramatic actress. And very often the life stage was her, <laughs> her drama. And martyrism was a big one. And very often my kid, mom, you're being the martyr, you're being mother, you know. And I realized, oh, you know, you get into a pattern. And you do that if you're feeling a little insecure or wobbly and you go, okay, all right, <laughs> time to recharge or time to regroup and, yep. and let, let yourself know you don't want to go there because it doesn't serve you. And so yep. if somebody points it out, don't come back at them for it. Go, okay, all right, shift, shift, right? Pivot to the left or the right, whatever it is to shift. So your book titles, give us your book titles and also where people can find them. Okay. We got this straight away. Okay, this this is the book that I've that we've been talking about today. This is called The Ascenders, Return to Grace, Book One, and uh, it's currently only available on Amazon. However, I'm trying to rectify that. Uh, it it is uh, already. I've published it through Ingram Sparks. So it, if you don't have it at your local bookstore, ask for it. They'll bring it in. They, they can bring it in through Ingram Sparks. Um, the first book that I wrote. This is the second version of it. This is Embracing the Blend. Now, the byline of this book was what kind of motivated me to write the book. You, we are born in safety. Mm -hmm. And then we're trained out of it. <laughs> and, and then uh, later on, when, as I was writing the book, a third line came into it. So now it says, you are born into safety and then trained out of it. Now is the time to return. Mm -hmm. And so that's what this, this book is about, core beliefs, about how they develop. Uh, how they process in your life and uh, how to recognize them and, and how to do something about them. Right. And, and, and that, that's a really important aspect of it. And understanding the difference between protective safety and true safety. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, protective safety is coping. Right. Yeah. Yes. Where, whereas if we're living in alignment with our truth, we do, uh, we uh, we can live in true safety, and that's where this book. If you go on Amazon and look for the power of safety, it doesn't have this cover anymore. Uh, but uh, the, basically, the story of, of this book it's taken from chapter two and embracing the blend. And what it does is it explains to you how to take yourself from uh, the the uh, protective safety into true safety by using visualizations. In the, in in this particular book, there there there's a CD in the back of it that. This is, this is that, remember that old technology called yes. CD? Yeah. <laughs> yes, well, now everything's now download, yeah. yeah. Let's they're, stamp they're, out they're, the stress, folks, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the, the visualizations are on my website, which is uh, montyrichings.com, and, and you can listen to them there. And I have some other information on there that are also about the, um, um, the, the, the process. Because to, to me, if, if you're going to do the process of learning to grow, you have to be practical about it. Right. And in order to be practical, you need tools. Mm -hmm. And that's what I provide people with is con concepts of 
what life is about and how what what's happening and what you can do about it and and so by having tools like these visualizations how did we were talking about ptsd there mm -hmm. if you could if you know how to take the emotion out of the trauma you could deal with the trauma because it's now a picture exactly it is a has been and yeah. it isn't and, and a happening like yeah, that's what one of the visualizations does in there is it teaches you how to take the emotion out of it. It's very right. easy. You just got to know how to do it. Right. And, and the other visualization is how how to bring energy into your body. Because we, we run on 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 universal energy. Yes. But if our crown chakras are closed and whatever else is closed, we can't operate fully. And right. we need to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the so other books, do you have any of your other books there? I don't have any of the other. The other ones have ne never actually been printed in paperback. And that's one of my jobs for 2022 is to, is to bring them up. Uh, and I'm going to be offering them on other platforms than Amazon. Uh, but right now, everything's available on Amazon. Uh, I have the um, Healthy Children Only Need Three Things, which is the book you get for free mm -hmm. if, you, if you buy the Ascenders. Uh, I'll send you the PDF copy of that. And I have another one called Chakras Demystified. Mm -hmm. I explain about the importance of understanding how we really uh, uh, communicate through all the different chakras and, and what the chakras mean and all that sort of stuff. And then my only non-metaphysical book is, is called The Joy of Walking and Walking and Walking. And you can guess <laughs> where I got that one from. <laughs> Perhaps you might have been doing a little bit of walking while you were doing that. <laughs> 37 days the first time I walked the Camino in Frances in Spain. Wow. Right. And then I went back and did it again two years ago. And that was only five years ago. So I was, I was 64 and 66 when I did them. Bravo to you. Bravo. And if we get rid of this damn COVID, I could go do another one. Exactly. Exactly. Well, there's a lot of beautiful places to walk in BC, right? Yes, uh, but maybe That's not true. as long, true. Um, would you spell your name for people who are listening so they know which site to go to? Okay. Uh, my, my first name is M-O-N-T-Y. And my last name is R I T C H I N G S dot com. Yeah, and so it's MontyRitchings.com. Yeah. And uh, you, of course, you have videos, which, of course, all the people have to do is just come to selfdiscoverymedia.com and put in your name yeah. and your show comes up. And uh, so we have your site, we have your videos, we have your Facebook, which is called something different The Ascension yeah. Project. The, the Ascension Project, and it, this is a fairly new project. And, and the reason I created this page was because I want people that feel that they are part of the Ascension uh, process to come to my site and, and become part of it and tell us, what are you doing? What are you doing to mm -hmm. help people evolve? And, and invite other people to help you to right. do that. And, and the it, more people share, the more people learn, and the more they realize they're not alone and that we're all in it together. Yes, and, and only, as long as you continue to believe that you're alone in the Ascension Project, you ain't ascending. Right, exactly. It's a, it's a community affair. Right, and I'm all for community. Definitely, absolutely. the village, right, the village, yeah. absolutely. Everybody yeah, coming yeah. together. And of course, you're on Instagram and LinkedIn under your own name. Yep. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. This has been delightful. I could talk to you for a lot, much longer. Um, you know, you, you drive a truck for a living. Um, and yet you've written all these books. And a lot of people think that in order to be an ascender, you know, you've got to be kind of the hippie, hippie and the kumbaya and far out there, man, and all of that type of thing. And it just shows that anybody is capable of doing any 
of this, you know, uh, igniting their energy, ascending into a different plane, um, channeling, opening up. We're all capable of doing that. It's just that we've got to be willing to go through the process and do a little work in order to get there, in order to be open, right? Uh, it, it, it's recognizing no matter what you're doing, you know, it doesn't matter if you're going to the bathroom. It, right. it's, it's, it's recognizing what your attitude toward it is and recognizing that when you have an attitude that doesn't serve purpose, change it. Yes. Oh, gosh. You know, um, an attitude of gratitude will get you far. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing before we go. Um, a few weeks ago, I was over on the island and I've been reading a book uh, from another lady that lives in Langley. Uh, her name is Karen McGregor, and she has written a book called The Tao of Influence. Mm. And when I do the island run, I have a straight run from Courtney, which is in the north end of the island, all the way to Victoria. So I'm two and a half hours of just booting it so I can get back to the ferry. And I'm growling away at the, at the other traffic and they're getting in the way and I'm hitting red lights. So I was just getting off the ferry one day and I was reading this part in Karen's book and she says, take a look at how you, your attitude mm. is in the moment and yes. make the choice to be at peace. So as I got off the ferry, I said, you know what? I'm doing this today. Mm. I am going, I am choosing the most peaceful, happy, positive day I could possibly ever have. I never had one person mess around with me on the road that day. And I hit practically every green light. Right. Exactly. Just it's like, because I changed my attitude. Yeah, it's like finding a parking spot, isn't it? He yeah. said, you know, when I've got these people on the Malahat, which go, go single lane and double lane and single lane because you're going through the mountain and it's like they're right on your on your backside. And it's like, oh, give me a moment. I'll move over. Let you go. You know, yeah. you're clearly in a bigger hurry than I am, even though I'm doing 100 or more. You know, you're more in a hurry than I am and just yeah. let you go, you know, and it's like don't look at things with the angst. Don't create exactly an word. anger because then anger loves to exasperate you know loves to just to grow so don't Absolutely. feed it and uh, yeah. you don't give it any power so that's right that's this exactly has been it. wonderful having you here love thank you so much for sharing you, everything yeah. and uh, um folks please get the book i'm very much a believer in book clubs you have the facebook uh, area that people can can um you could do a book club by Zoom if you can't do it physically. Uh, read a chapter, then come back and share. What did you learn from it? What was your experience? Because we learn from each other's experience and we encourage each other along the way. And we're there to support one another. As I'm also an advocate for podcast um, um, clubs as well, of listening to a podcast and then talking about it afterwards. The point is, get together with other people and share because there's Absolutely. so much to learn through that experience. So yeah. please go to his Facebook and just the Ascension Project on Facebook, read the books. He's got so many there and please take him up on his gift. You get the Ascenders and you get the beautiful book on the children as well. And you can just reach out to him on lifeforcecreative at gmail.com for that. And uh, very, very generous of you. But folks, we're all in this together. We're all going to get through it together, but you yourself have got to step into your beautiful divine self to bring yourself to that collective energy. So That's right. thank you, Monty. And until, next, you, time, until okay, next, time, next time, bye for now. 
We hope that you enjoyed the show right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. Please tune in to our selfdiscoverymedia.com slash shows and you will see all the other genres that we have from you. Every week on Tuesday, we bring you new shows from illuminating people. If you know someone that should be interviewed, please contact us at info at selfdiscoverymedia.com. Now stay tuned for your next show.